1: The problem most men have is they don't know how to talk to women.
2: This is Dirt and Spray. You know what my problem is? I am not interesting.
0: With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Spray.
2: What am I supposed to say? I went to magic camp? I'm an accomplished ventriloquist.
0: Dirt and Spray on 1080.
2: Oh, I am a seventh-degree imperial yo-yo master. (gasps) Oh, do me, yo-yo master. I want you to do me because you're the yo-yo guy.
3: The Fan.
2: All right,
1: welcome back in the final hour. Dirt and Spray here. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. Welcome in to Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. Uh, A Dirt and Craig edition, but there is no dirt, so it's just Craig. Hello, I am Craig. As Wanda Sykes once uh, said, uh, Sprague. <laughs> you should be a Craig. So I ran with it.
2: I listened to that interview. That was funny.
1: Some call me Mr. Poopy Pants. Bummer Brandon. Uh, also, a listener. This uh, We may have to do this. A listener... I was just, I just had a doctor's appointment not long ago. I had to change primary care doctors because our health insurance system in this country is broken and a joke. I'm
2: sure that was fun.
1: Because uh, you know, if you change health care insurers, you got to change your health care provider because uh, you know they, they we don't take that insurance. It's disgusting and it's an embarrassment. Um, but I got a new doctor, and I had to get my measurements. Right, they do all the new stuff. We have to get all the information on you. And without shoes, I measured at six foot and a half inch. With shoes, I'm six one and like a quarter inch. Okay. So I got a little bit of a boost. We have a listener calling you out. They want me to bust a tape measure because they're saying you're more five
2: eight. Oh, wow. Okay. I, sure. <laughs> you want to bust a tape measure out and measure me right here in the studio? Well, people do this from time to time. As I've mentioned,
1: with my great podcast co-host, Danny Morang, he ranges from 5'10 to 6'2, depending on
2: the day and time you ask him. I mean, I've always said I'm 5'10 on a good day. Without shoes, like, five on nine. The, the flat of my foot, probably 5'9. Yeah. Okay, all right. So. Well then, you know, we don't need to do that measurement. Though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not ever trying I'm definitely not shorter than five.
1: People now. in height it's always interesting. Like if you're like obviously whatever. like succanic, people aren't gonna be like, Well, let's really see if you're six four, you know, but they just believe you, yeah. If you're questionably in the five eight to to five eleven range, people will not
2: believe you no matter what you say. I mean, I, I find I'm, that to be true. We're not talking about what I put on my license here, which I'm pretty sure was five eleven. That's a lie. Okay, like, wait. I'll why did you that. do that? Why did you be, put five eleven on your license? This was when I was like twenty years old. You had a short man complex. Yes. What was that about? At, well, I didn't think that anybody over or under the height of six foot meant anything to women or anything in this world. Some so. of the greatest human beings to ever exist on this planet have been five nine to five ten. You're not wrong, but talk to. Lots of girls at a supermarket or any club, and they'd be like, "Yeah, they gotta be over six foot." Not not a lot, but just those annoying ones. It's really, really at twenty years old that grated on me.
1: Wow, I think feels like you had a really bad experience.
2: Ah, uh, no, no, I had a <laughs> no. It's like me personally, I was always just too short. But I had a buddy who was kind of right on the cusp in college, and, cusp of six foot. Yeah, okay. and a girl really had this rule and they did not continue after like 2 or 3 months because he was like 511 yeah it was like Esther get off the pot i think time. he's. i think he's he got saved there was something wrong with both of them cuz i don't talk to that dude anymore oh, and obviously gotcha. this girl okay. but yeah it's like are you i mean are your standards basing yeah
1: if you yeah. need exact measurements to
2: be of a certain standard you're looking for excuses at that point to get rid of this boy
1: yeah that's kind <laughs> of a weird Lord. that's a weird thing to me if it's like well He's not tall
2: enough. Well, what's his, what's the, he's only an inch short? Yes. Oh, okay. And yet I still put 5'11 on my license. It's just, so just bad experiences and just hearing from enough people like, oh, you got to be six foot to matter. It's like, no, you don't. Okay. You don't. I'm going to put that up
1: as a poll question. Do you have to be six foot to matter? Sometimes I put these poll questions up and people aren't listening to the show. And so it's so out of context that people sometimes get upset By the poll question. What does that mean? What the hell, man? I'm 5'10". I probably make more money than you. Um, okay. I didn't say you didn't. But thank you for responding to this poll question that you just saw out of context. It's great. Vote on the question, by the way. Do you need to be six foot? I can't believe you did that because you felt like you had. You, okay, yep. so if you need to be in your mind at 20 something years old, if you need to be six foot to matter, which is a weird what? opinion, by the way. Because I know, but you're hold asking, on, hold on. Okay. If you thought you needed to be quote unquote six foot to matter, Why did you stop at 5'11 and why didn't you just go to six foot?
2: Because it's an obvious lie. If I say (laughs) six foot, it's obviously not true. A guy looking, oh, Schultz, he's 5'8, that's BS. But if I'm sitting there claiming, oh, yeah, I'm six foot, there's definitely people for sure calling me out and that are correct that I, no, you're not six foot. It's obvious. Dude, I have a, try to stretch it as much as I could.
1: I've been going to therapy for the last few weeks for the first time in my life, never had therapy. Always was interested or curious about it. My dad almost became a psychologist. like, And I, I actually think that would be a career I'd be genuinely interested in if I ever got sacked from here. Okay. I just started going to therapy. And I can tell you I'm about three or four sessions in. Really like my therapist. She's great. We have good conversations. I really feel like I unload a little bit of weight off my shoulders when I walk out of there.
2: You need therapy. Oh, dang right.
1: Have you done therapy?
2: Yeah, on and off. I'm actually looking for a new therapist right oh, now. Oh, there you go. You okay. were just talking about insurance switching. That's yeah. been a hell of a situation. Well, some insurers will
1: give you therapy, and some insurers are like, nope, you're out of pocket.
2: Bye, you poor bastard. You're and, like, cool. Thank and then you. trying to find after somebody says that they're covering you, and then all of a sudden oh, they're not ridiculous. taking new patients. It's yeah, just yeah, It's, a, it's a joke. So yeah. mean, But yes, no, I'm trying to, trying to go find a new one. I heard you saying the other week that you're taking... Like a once weekly appointment now, and it's like you know what I, I obviously need to do that. And I was trying to find that a couple weeks before that, and it's just been quite the crappy situation. I care. Yeah. I'm
1: really sorry that in your life, because I I actually had this when I was in fourth grade. I had a moment. I'll admit this. Fourth grade, I wore. I can't remember what the number was, size four or five or something in shoes. You know, kid sizes. Yeah. And I'm wearing something, and I noticed three of my friends had bigger shoes than me. Wait, bigger?
2: Like taller. Like, just like their foot was bigger, oh, their shoe oh, size t- oh, was so bigger. So you're thinking small feet. I got gotcha.
1: you. So I was in the car talking to my mom. This just devastated me. It might have been third or fourth grade. It was somewhere in that range, right? And I remember I got so worked up and upset. I started crying, and I told my mom, "I just want. to... I had what you were saying. I just want to be tall and have small feet." And my mom was like, "Shut up! You're in third grade, fourth grade. Like, shut up!" And you know, I grew to be about six foot six one. But I had that, it just was at a much earlier age than you, and I mean, I'm
2: sorry that you had this idea that you had to be six foot to matter. I appreciate you, brother, and this is fourteen years ago i've I've gotten over that. I honestly think it's hilarious now to hear ladies be like, oh, they only need they need to be six foot and only six feet, and it's like that's like such a limited portion of the population. that was
1: your lady impersonation, huh? Uh, that's
2: your lady voice at eight twelve of the morning yeah. okay I mean, I, I don't feel like I have a good voice right now I've I'll gravelly this entire morning so. Like, if you asked me to sing right now, I'm not sure I could do it. Oh, I I think if I asked you to sing, you'd sing just fine. Yeah, okay. I think you're always ready to sing. Yeah, that's not true. You think so, but that's not true. This is why
1: six feet doesn't always matter. I'm six feet. I can't sing at all. I can't carry a tune. I got an argument with my wife a week ago. Not like a hostile argument, but we got into a real argument that if you won the lottery, what would you do? And somehow singing lessons got brought up in this, and I said, what a waste of time. And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, you're either good at singing or you're not. I can go to singing lessons. I'm not going to be much better. So what's the point?
2: Well, there's a refinement. Do you agree with that? No, no. I agree to a point that if you're not a good singer, you're probably not. Good. I am absolute trash at singing. So lessons aren't going to help you. What lessons will help, it's just like yeah. practicing You know, anything else that you do, you're not a a professional NBA player and not trying to keep your game up on practice on off days. That's what you're doing. You're keeping the instrument going. You're you're learning different techniques and learning how to use your voice. I mean, we're getting technical here inside baseball, but there, there is that that element of keeping it going when you're not performing. So you you have that ability to do what you do.
1: We had a 20 minute argument about this. That's funny. And then we brought other people in and was like, hey, do you really think you can get better at singing if you get lessons? I think you can take a step. I don't think you can be good.
2: Uh, I can
1: be slightly better than I am. I still wouldn't be good.
2: There is no way that if you can't hold the tune, if you can't match pitch, a music teacher will not be able to give you that ability ever.
1: See what I'm saying? Thank you for proving my point. And you matter. I want you to know
2: you matter. Uh, My little short ass. I appreciate that, brother.
1: Uh, We didn't get to our Lamar Jackson stuff. He is over six foot, so he does matter. It is tag day. He matters quite a bit. Uh, We got Bill Orm at 830. So what we'll do is we'll talk Lamar at 845. We'll wrap up our show. We'll talk some Lamar. It's tag day. I'm curious. I'm fascinated. What are the Ravens going to do here probably tag him non-exclusively is another team going to jump in and say you don't want to pay him we'll pay him we'd love to have lamar jackson and is baltimore going to match that or let him walk for some draft capital i it's an interesting one man we got a lot of quarterback movement we got two guys settled rodgers and lamar are left um and so we'll get to that coming up or I'm at 8:30 but if you got a mail sack question we got some already with some sacks add some more to the mail sack 503-864-6326
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get to the mail sack coming up next on The Fan. This is Dirt and Spray, Gun 1080, The Fan.
1: All right, we got Bill Oram of the Oregonian coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We got the mail sack to get to... A couple notes here: As Jordan admits publicly, he feels like he didn't matter because he was below six foot. I'll pull that. I'll put that poll question up, and I'm sure it's going to get the shorts really fired up and angry at us.
2: And my wife is awesome. I I, just, I should say, like, you know what? I'm happily married now, and I've gotten over that. But yeah, at twenty years old.
1: Have I'm you? Ever... Is it five eleven still on your license? Well,
2: I haven't changed. Do you go and change the details on your license as you get older? I'm the same height and weight that I put like. At that point.
1: I I changed my, I had to get an ID during COVID. I couldn't get a license because it was too backed up. I got an ID. I changed my body weight.
2: Oh, okay. There you go. You, I, I guess you,
1: it doesn't really matter, but I just I, I did update it to what it was.
2: Okay, so it's, I feel like it's, at a certain point, you just don't even care what's on it as long as you can just get in and get a new license and get out. You don't you don't take any extra seconds to deal with anything else. Yeah, it,
1: I guess it's more important. Like, did you put a heart on there? Do you want them to, to save you or let you die so they can get the organs there? You yeah, know what I mean? There's
2: there's, there's the other, other checked boxes that are more
1: important. I found this one. This is 100% accurate. Somebody said the thing about being only 6'1", is you personally know you personally know that it isn't really that tall, but a lot of people think it is. And that is 100% accurate. I go to a Blazer game, and I walk around, and, you know, pockets of 20 to 30 people, I'm like, yep, I can see overall, you people. And then there's pockets of 6'4", 6'3", 6'5", and you're like, God damn it,
2: these people are tall just makes you realize there aren't that many people that are 6'5 either. I mean, seriously, goes back to what I was saying. It's just not a big section of the population.
1: When I went to Vietnam in 2019, I'm not kidding when I tell you, people stopped me because they thought I played basketball. Oh, God. You want to feel tall and you're 6'1", 6'2"? Go visit Vietnam. You will be a giant for the entirety of your trip. I think I saw one person, one, that was almost eye-level to me. Like, we visited family that, that our family has over there. They are like 5'5". Five, five. I gave them hugs. They, they thought it was the coolest thing to hug somebody. Six, one. They were like 5'4", 5'3", 5'5". I'm like, hey, bring it in, little guy. Give you a big old hug. But that's 100% accurate. Somebody else saying, uh, uh, hot take, not impressed if you're a good singer. It's just natural. It's like being tall. You didn't control that.
2: It's exactly, it's true. It's just genetics. It's what you get.
1: And somebody else is in high school, one of the hotter girls in the grade rocked a t-shirt that had a dotted line across the front that read, you must be this tall to ride this ride. And they let her wear
2: that in high school?
1: (laughs) Well, that might be a Portland...
2: What
1: the Portland public school situation? Because there were some questionable outfits at Park Rose. I can personally vouch for that. And somebody else asked if we'd heard of the six 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 club on dating sites. Have you
2: heard of this? I have n- no. I've never been on a dating site. Um, I've met seen... my life on a dating site. Oh, but... you did? Yeah, on uh, OkCupid back before Tinder even existed.
1: Oh, so. I've seen Tinder, but I've never been on it. But I've seen like a cousin, you know, show me how you do it. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the six 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 club. Is you have to be six feet tall or taller, you have to have a six figure income, and you have to be at least
2: six um, six pack. No. Oh 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 <clears throat> yeah down yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 got, yeah, yeah, it, got yeah, it got it yeah.
1: What I mean, what happens if you lie about that third part? Does she go? Well, you're six three. You make one hundred and twenty thousand a year, but that's four and a half, not six. I don't know what you do there. Got to cut them loose. Uh, Somebody says, I'm 5'6 and 39. It's never bugged me. If people don't want you because it's your height, uh, you're just helping weed out red flag partners. 100% accurate. Yep. That's the right approach. All right. uh, Let's get to our mail sack. We got to get to Bill Orm coming up here in uh, four minutes. Uh, Quick question. I copied and pasted these. Okay. Mail sack. Uh, Somebody asking what's the best prank I've played uh, that you have either played or would like to play on dirt. This is a good question. Uh, I'm afraid to admit this on the air. Some of his friends listen to this, and I don't want them snitching to him now that he's in Arizona. Here, fun fact, Dirt, when he is on vacation, whether away or home, Dirt never listens to the show. Dirt does not listen to anything. Dirt has his own bubble. He listens to Chris Stapleton. Uh, He might listen to a golf podcast. That's kind of it. Dirt's not listening to the radio show. So if I admit this on the air... It might get back to him, and I don't want it to. Uh, but it would be using one of his favorite athletes of all time and not telling him it's his favorite athlete of all time as we're talking to him.
2: Wait, so kind of just... Pretending bringing, it's a guest. But bring somebody else on as as another person. No, know?
1: no, no. Bringing his,
2: one of his favorite athletes. Yeah, but say there's somebody else. And
1: saying there's somebody else, talking to him. They pretend, and then at the end we reveal, hey, you actually just met your hero. <laughs>
2: See do you think though I know he doesn't listen to stuff do you think he'd be able to pick up on that just no. a couple minutes No he would in? have no no not on a phone interview cuz I wouldn't about do that. an in, Oh really I uh, see I mean if Who you, who is your favorite athlete of all time Griffey so if you I, I know how Griffey sounds okay. on the phone. Griffey's got a distinctive voice. distinct soft voice I
1: don't think the person that I'm thinking of has a very distinct voice Okay all I right. think he sounds like a guy named uh, uh, Ted Riviera he could be in anybody. Who lives in Oregon City. I okay. think I think you could convince him that's what that guy sounds like. Uh, so that would probably be it. I mean, I, we've done little things, but nothing like major. I don't even know if I'm ever going to pull off that prank. I probably won't because I'm lazy. But that's probably it. Uh, this one's a good one, Jordan. What are your thoughts on this? What food in the mail sack, what food sounds most disgusting when you describe how it's made but is actually delicious? Uh, somebody says raw pork. Uh, I, I always say this word wrong. Prosciutto? Prosciutto? Prosciutto. Prosciutto. There you go. It's always on my charcuterie board. <laughs> but I didn't know that until right now. That was raw pork?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's It's essentially like this other cut of, like, bacon.
1: Very yeah. thinly cut meat? It's yummy. What is, uh, what's this for you? This is
2: an easy answer for me. So the grossest thing, but... It, it sounds the most disgusting... But it tastes really good. But tastes really good. I don't know. I mean... That's a tough one for me. I like su- a lot of people hate sushi. I love raw fish. I can't. I mean, I I can't get enough of Sushi's a good sushi. A planet. good one, dude. Because so. a lot of people have problems eating raw fish. Exactly. So I think, yeah, as gross as it sounds to mm. people, I I can't get enough of sushi.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go with an easy one here. It's like a hot dog sausage situation.
2: Oh yeah. I mean,
1: the way everybody describes how it's made, what's in it, you know, you know what there's, you know what's in there. That's bird beak mixed with. Lips and yeah, animal anal yeah. parts. You're like, oh, okay. Well, I got mustard on it and tastes delicious right now.
2: Well, that if you do hot dog, I go beef hot dog. I don't do just processed hot dog. You think the beef hot dog sounds grosser than the pork hot dog? Uh, no, the pork hot dog sounds grosser. It's I, I, absolutely grosser. Yeah. The cow one I can somehow get past. I can convince myself. Well, that's a Costco dog. It's an all beef dog, man. I don't even need to dress that up with ketchup. I could just eat that straight on a bun.
1: Boy, you want to have some bad burps and gas. Eat a Costco dog. Uh, I love them. You're I eat not them. Wrong. But damn it, do my burps stink for like the next 24 hours when I eat a Costco <laughs> we dog. We
2: went and gra- my wife and I went and grabbed a full pizza and two Costco dogs and that was the exact experience that we had for a full day. Oh, it's
1: just yeah. awful. You feel bad talking bad. to anybody. Yeah, any oh, sorry. Age. Sorry. Face away. Uh, somebody said peanut butter burger always sounds gross, and then you try it. Yeah. I mean, this is me for Killer Burger's peanut butter. Pickle bacon. B- pickle bacon burger. Yes. Like, it sounds like the most disgusting thing of all time. It is one of my all-time favorite
2: burgers. It's my wife's go-to when we go to Killer Burger. Every time. Oh, yeah.
1: That's all I, yeah. I, I like their burgers. They make a killer burger. hey But that's the one I get if I go there.
2: Yeah, I'm more classic American cheese, but uh, yeah, peanut butter on a burger, that is, for me, a little bit more disgusting. Can't S- do
1: it. Somebody said at 6'7", and in Korea, I had Samsung execs wanting me to dunk on them.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I did it in my suit. <laughs> what? <laughs> Somebody else, 63 years old, admitting, used to be 5'11", now I'm down to 5'10 and a half, and I don't care what people think. Hey, I like that. You do shrink as you get older. Nobody needs to know that half inch is gone, you know what I mean?
2: Well, And that's what I'm saying, like, on the license, you know, you update your height or your weight or whatever. Nobody needs to know you gained 20 pounds. Nobody needs to know.
1: Uh, Only got time for two more questions. We got good sack stuff today and commentary in general. Uh, All-time NBA international starting five, Luka Jokic, Giannis, Dirk, and Manu versus out of high school starting five, LeBron, Kobe, Garnett, Mac, T-Mac, and uh, Dwight Howard. Who wins to you? High school. Yeah, I'd say all high school. I'm going to go – this is a hot take. I'm just – I'm going international. You're going Euro, okay. Yeah, Dirk and Giannis with with Jokic and Luka. That is a long team. You're not wrong.
2: Got some wingspan. (sighs) And then I got Manu. I got Manu out there. So he's running the point essentially for you. No, Luka. Actually, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Luka's
0: probably running the point.
1: And then Manu's on the wing. Jokic down low.
0: Giannis –
1: Dirk, I mean, you're a little big, but yeah, I, I think I'd lean international there. But you know, LeBron might be the goat. You got Kobe, obviously one of the T Mac, T Mac in his prime. KG, God, that's a great question. T Mac could
2: actually. hit a shot over anybody. Fade away. Prime
1: KG yeah. was amazing. And Dwight Howard doesn't get his flowers for his Orlando run. I mean, just an absolute stud down low. It actually might be the starting five at eyes. There was a
2: reason he was Baby Shack at one
1: point. Was keyword was Baby Shack. Last one. How much would you need to save on your house to consider moving to Salem if you're currently in the Portland metro area? About an hour away. How long? How much would you have to
2: save on a house to live in Salem? You're that, in Wilsonville. You're actually not as far. And that's not a good question for me because I'm from Salem. So I, 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 I don't. Yeah, you don't think, want to go back. It's not that I don't want to go back. I think it would probably take less for me to go back. As what, what high I'm school saying. did you go to? South Salem High. Saxon. Oh, that's too bad. Should have went to the Sprague Olympians. Oh, whatever. That's it. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Why do we care about this? Twenty years later, what does it matter?
1: Because they're all six feet at Sprague. Yeah. <laughs> if you would have went to Sprague, you would have been six two. I would have
2: grown to be a little <laughs> bit taller. Okay. Thanks.
1: They're the Olympians. What do you want
2: from us? Damn it, man. Well, Saxons are Vikings, are they not?
1: I always take credit, by the way, for that high school. I've gotten that question more times than I can remember in my life, and I secretly root for that high school if I see their scores. And now I'm to a point, if somebody asks, I go, yeah, this is my great-great-grandfather.
2: I'd just like to know if their logo is still a brown version of the Ducks O, because that's what it used to be when I when I was there. Oh, really? It was a brown. It was the Oregon O, same exact style, but just brown. I need a Sprague Looked High great. School basketball
1: jersey. Somebody shoot me one of those. Just a Sprague on the front. That's what I need. Uh, all right, good mail sack stuff. Great commentary at the Fan Text Line right now on this height, singing stuff, the food stuff. It's fantastic. Uh, let's pause it. Bill Oram, Oregonian columnist. He joins us coming up next. We talk about the Pac 12 tournament and his thoughts on his article with Damian Lillard. That's next, but first Jordan with a sports update.
0: This is Dirt and Spray, Gun on 1080, the fan.
1: All right, we've gotten through a lot today. We got to get to Lamar Jackson. He might get tagged, he might not get tagged. We don't know, but we got to bring on Bill Oram. OregonLive.com, Oregonian columnist, our good friend on Twitter, at Bill Orem. We haven't talked to him in quite some time. Uh, Bill, I, I, I've actually stood next to you. You may not remember meeting me in person, but I've stood next to you at a college basketball game. I would say we're roughly, you might be the same height as me. Would you, would you list yourself at six foot to six one? Do we have Bill? Do we not have Bill? I'm here now. Oh, Bill. Yeah, we got you now. Hi. Okay. All right. Hey. Good morning. Did you hear the question?
3: No, I did not. I heard I heard the introduction, then I heard you hang up on me.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I've i met you one time in person, and I want to say you're roughly the same height as me, six foot to six one. Is Am I accurate in that?
3: Six foot and three quarters of one inch.
1: Yeah, exactly. Everybody at six foot, we always have just slightly above. We're close to six one. Did you ever have any, like, uh... Self-conscious fears of not being tall enough growing up. We talked about this earlier on the show.
4: Uh,
3: I, I think everybody at some level wants to wants to be taller. Like I, I was never able to dunk. I figured if I was six three, I would have been able to dunk. Um, so I always felt like I wanted to be taller for primarily that reason. Um, but as, as as I got older and wiser with age, I realized that six foot and three quarters of one inch is the perfect height because you are uh, you are you can say you're six feet tall. Yep. Nobody's going to debate. You've got the three quarters of an inch cushion, but then also uh, you're not you're not freakishly tall. Right. Right. And bad at basketball, but I would have been freakishly tall and bad at basketball, and that's a bad combination.
1: It is. I had a, I had a classmate that was 6'3", and he used to drop the line. If I was 6'5, it'd be Duncan. And I was like, if I was 6'3, I would be Duncan. So it's always funny how we kind of move the goalposts. Somebody that isn't 6'3", cause I've stood yeah. next to him, is Damian Lillard. And you wrote an article with Dame talking about the next time we may or may not have a 100 point score. And he went through what he thinks it would take to get to 100 points. What, what brought this on? Was it a 70 point performance, I'm assuming. And what did you make of the conversation with Dame?
3: Well, so for me, it didn't really start as a conversation about 100, at least in my mind. To me, I was really fascinated by, you know, this guy who, you know, it took him five years in the league before he scored 50. Um, he got hung up on his, you know, career high of 61 a couple times. And I wondered, you know, when you're a scorer at that level, what did he view as the ceiling, as his personal ceiling and the ceiling for, um, kind of the game and for scorers kind of in general? And, and that, that inevitably leads to the question of 100. And, you know, kind of as an icebreaker, the other night I threw out at him. You know, how do you how do you feel about a hundred? Do you think a hundred's possible? And I was struck by like, how unequivocal he was um, that absolutely it's possible, and it would take it would take a special performance by a special player on you know a rare rare circumstances, but that he thought it was possible, and that kind of opened up. My kid has opinions too, but uh, <laughs> <I'm> hearing him. <them.
2: laughs>
3: but you know, it, it was. But it was interesting that he felt so strongly that it could be done.
1: Do you agree with it?
3: I think when you look at what's been normalized in the game, you know, I mean, for how long was nine the the single-game record for three-pointers made in the game? Um, You know, and now it's 14, and we've seen, you know, we've seen Lillard push it a couple of times this year, including in that 71-point performance. You know, is that going to get nudged up to 20, 23-pointers at some point? Um, You know, what You know, 50-point games have become fairly normalized. You see it on a, on a weekly basis in the NBA. Dame's had several of them this, this year. He's certainly not alone. Um, and, frankly, 60 doesn't hit the way it used to. Yeah. And so I don't know if we're, you know, going to see it in the next couple of seasons. Um, you know, it, it would take a rare player. It would take you got to get to the line. It's not just threes. got to get to the foul line as well. Um, there's only so many possessions in a game, even with the speed of the game. But, you know, hearing Dame describe it, and, and understanding the way the mind of a scorer works, uh, he's convincing. And, you know, we talked about this for 10 minutes, and he was, you know, he was like, listen, I made 13 threes. There were four other threes that I was certain were down. I had a floater at the end of the game I missed. I had a layup I smoked, and I had three shots blocked at the rim that were kind of fluky.
1: Yeah. yeah. And he,
3: so he's, so he does the math. he's like, that's 92 or 94 points.
1: You know, that that's kind of crazy to think about that. How close you really are when you when you talk about like how if you just make a couple shots, you get to a hundred. I'd love to see it. I mean, I think you're right, the sixty point thing, it felt like it feels like we're just numb to when he scores sixty, and I, I can't believe I'm there. I never thought I'd be there in my life as a lifelong basketball fan where I you see a guy score sixty and it's just like shrug the shoulders, yeah, that was really cool. I've seen that before.
3: Yeah, and, I mean, like, I remember I was at Kobe Bryant's last game, and, and that felt, you know, it was heroic. And, I mean, there were a whole lot of other, like, circumstances around around that one. But, yeah, that was the only time I'd ever seen a player score 60 points alive. And, you know, I've covered literally hundreds and hundreds of NBA games. And, you know, Damian Lillard operates at a higher level as a scorer. I mean, he is essentially a professional scorer at this point, a professional three-point shooter. Um, you know, if he wasn't in the NBA, he could be he could be in the – you know, he could be, you know, on, on he could be a Harlem Globetrotter shooting three quarter length shots, right? But <laughs> yeah. he has the whole package the other skills. And right. so, um, I do think that we are moving into an age where you're gonna see some of those boundaries pushed. Is it a hundred? I don't know. I don't know if a hundred really ever happened in the first place, which is kind of what makes it a fun number. And as I mentioned in the piece, um, you know, I think for players of Lillard's generation, our generation, um, Kobe's eighty one is looked at as maybe a little bit more of a a real record, right? Because Wilt's 100 happened, you know, pre, pre-television. pre There's not video footage of it. It happened in Hershey, Pennsylvania. You know, there's not, you know, there's not great documentation of that game. Right. Um, there's a lot of, like, wink, wink, he scored 100. Um, and, and Kobe's 81. We all saw that. And, you know, for a lot of us, we remember watching it. And so, I think, um, and Dame certainly does. So, I think that 81 actually would probably um, be as, big as, I mean, obviously scoring 100 would be out of, this, out of sight, but, you know, the, somebody scoring 81 in a game feels very realistic to me and feels like that could happen on any given night in the NBA.
1: This is Oregonian columnist Bill Oram. He's got a great piece with Dame and just diving into the possibilities of seeing history get made in the league where maybe we get a 100-point score. It's really good. Highly advise check it out, OregonLive.com, on Twitter, at Bill Orem. Uh, I can tell your kid, I've, I've been there, I've been in the spot you're in right now as a dad and I can tell your kid wants the attention back, so I'll ask you one more question. I I personally have been struggling with college basketball the last couple of years. I am finding myself yeah. less and less interested in it. I just think it's not very good basketball. It's not highly efficient. They still play in an old-school way. I, I, I'm i going to dive into the Pac-12 tournament. I know Oregon's a four-seed. Oregon State's probably going to lose their first game because they're young. What, what's kind of your, your takeaway going into the, the Pac-12 tournament as it sits now?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, especially a lot of NBA fans feel that way about college basketball. Um, you know, it feels like it's kind of stuck in the middle of of you know this fundamentally sound kind of pure version of the game, and you know, and kind of what the NBA has evolved into. Which is why I say go. we're gonna go in a second. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say if you want to watch pure basketball uh, at the college level, watch the women's game. The UP women are playing for the WCC title, uh, which should be a, a good one. But as it relates to the Pac-12 men, I agree with you. I think, you know, both Oregon and Oregon State are going to be, you know, are going to be done before the weekend. Uh, The Ducks have been, to me, a very enigmatic sort of disappointing team because they have all that talent and they look the part. um, But they have not been able to string it together, you know, on a week-by-week basis. So, I mean – you know they're they're you know outside the bubble at this point. You know looking at an nit birth short of a magical Pac-12 run, which I would say feels slightly more possible with the injuries at UCLA. The Pac-12 feels slightly more open. Um, we've seen the Ducks beat Arizona this year um, in pretty uh, emphatic fashion, but the idea of Oregon you know going through the tournament and winning and winning four straight games feels um, feels a little unlikely. And Oregon State, I mean. Eh, I've watched them a few times this year as well. been down there a couple times, and I like the freshmen. It's just a question of whether, you know, Wayne Tinkle can keep recruiting behind them and uh, not lose any of those guys to the transfer portal because, you know, Jordan Pope, you know, looks like the real deal. Uh, uh, Ty is really good, too. So, um, you know, I think that there's actually a pretty – there's some reason for optimism with Oregon State hoops. But it's going to take some time. And boy, you really didn't know you were getting a two for one special this morning.
1: You know what? I you never know what you're going to get when you bring on a guest. But in the morning, I tend to just believe that a lot of people are in your situation right now, and it it doesn't bother me. I, I'm again, I'm used to it, and I got two guests at one time. So I mean, I'm kind of ecstatic about that, man.
3: And he just told me I forgot the binky and sleep sack this morning, so <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to turn around.
1: Uh, you're failing already, Bill. Get it together. All right. No, great great article so, on so Dame. Yeah, exactly. Great article on Dame. Thanks for the early look on the Pac-12 tournament. We'll catch up with you. Maybe we'll tape something when you're not on dad duty, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon, man. Thanks for hopping on.
3: I would love to know when that is. Thank
1: you. <laughs> exactly. There we go. Bill Orham, OregonLive.com on dad duty, uh, as we've got a two-for-one special. I, I, do you think 100 points is possible, Jordan? Do you think in our lifetime we'll even see somebody break the Kobe record, the 81, because I'm kind of with him. I, I I don't look at 100 I know it's the record. I look more at Kobe's number of 81. Do you, I think
2: we could see 81 get broken. I think we could see Dame hit 100. I really do. I like where Dame's head's at. He's obviously thinking about it. When you look at his 71-point performance, I love how he was, like, thinking, you know, this shot was in, this shot was Three wasn't. buckets away from Kobe's number. It, like, it, it really is that quick. Yeah, so. and he only scored nine points in the third quarter. Remember that? I mean, I'll break it down in a different way than Dame broke it down. It, that game was like three quarters of just nonstop dame scoring the third quarter he backed off a little bit with nine imagine if he had a 20 point quarter the rest you know just like he did the other ones that's 80 85 easy right a couple more of those other shots go down i think it is entirely possible the blazers give damian lillard the forum to get 100
1: uh will the ravens tag lamar jackson what's going on with that we wrap up the show with that next on the fan
0: this is Dirt and Spray on 1080, The Fan.
1: Well, we went long between uh, with Bill Orem and family. We thank him for hopping on in the midst of chaos as a father. I can uh, understand what that life is like. Uh, something I saw on my Twitter timeline, not Lamar Jackson Tag News, though that should be expected to sort itself out. The deadline is 1 o'clock Pacific Time. So we'll see what they're going to do. I guess J.J. Reddick went on ESPN and basically said uh, Kendrick Perkins is spreading uh, racist false narratives. So that's what ESPN's doing this morning. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Will he get the non-exclusive tag?
2: Will he reach a deal? Feels like the tag is it for him, doesn't it? It's going to be his last year in Baltimore. They're you think he plays him. in
1: Baltimore this year? Team yeah. doesn't step up and say, "Here's the
2: contract, we'll take you," and see if Baltimore matches. Only because Baltimore has no backup plan. They have, unless we haven't heard. I don't think they've been in on the Jimmy G conversations. They haven't been in on Aaron Rodgers. Well, not these- yet. Car is off the not table. Not yet. Aaron Rodgers could be off the table here in a couple hours. So we'll see. I just don't think yeah. they've gotten on it quick enough to not pay Lamar just for this season. Dan
1: Graziano, ESPN, says Rodgers and the Jets continue talking today, so we could get. To- uh, a solution to that uh, that quarterback situation as well. Uh, our thanks today to EJ Snyder, Bootleg Football Podcast. Good stuff on him. The draft. Personnel moves. Bill Orm for hopping on. Great article with Dame. And an early little look. Tomorrow, we'll sneak ahead. We'll look at the Pac-12 tournament. The men's tournament starts. I don't know where people are excitement-wise. Uh, but we'll dive into that. I got some other news and notes in the NFL I didn't get to, including the Chicago Bears. And uh, all kind of fun dealing. Swag will be back. Jordan, thanks for filling in for a couple days. We appreciate it. been fun, man. Appreciate it. And uh, catch Jordan on Friday. He's hosting Danny and Dusty with Will Ortner. And so I'll be tuned in, bashing you on the fan text line because you don't memorize my phone number. Do it. And uh, I'll troll you there. Remember, you are valued despite being below six feet. Thank you. Uh, Everybody, have a great Tuesday. Thanks for all the great texts.